What is going on, everybody? Thanks for tuning in to Kev the Coach Experience. This is your host, Kev the Coach. I coach driven nice guys through breakups. I help you rebound your life by discovering your truths and your purpose, building your confidence in your mission, and understanding women and relationships. And you're in the right place if you enjoy self-help or drastic improvement in your personal relationships and professional life. And I'm happy to have happy to have you here. If you haven't already, please be sure to follow, share the podcast, subscribe, whatever you're listening on, you know, make sure you're, you're getting those updates. If you do that, you'll get the updates of when new episodes are out, all that good stuff. Um, download an episode and re-listen to it if it was really powerful for you. Um, share the love, guys. You know, keep the world moving around. You know, share it with other people who could really use this information to better their lives. Um, and with that, if you haven't as well, if you haven't heard about my Superior Man program, um, you need to. Like I said earlier, we're helping guys discover their truths and their purpose. Realign, right? Rebound your intimate life, um, wherever it may be. Usually it's not in a great place and you need to get back on your feet. Um, get that confidence in a place where you can feel like a man of abundance, a purpose-driven, uh, mission-filled man. So with that, we have an awesome episode for you today. I have Brianna Riley on, uh, or Nurse Coach Bri. Um, that's actually her at on Instagram. <laughs> um, but I actually met her um, through our entrepreneurship group, our leadership group, um, Born to Lead. And we're going to be talking today about self-sabotage. So an awesome topic because it's so in line with kind of the nice guy theme, how we tend to just kind of chase women out of our lives. So we get together today, we talk about self-sabotage, you know, how to introduce some things in your life that'll help you overcome those, those habits, those, that negative self-talk you have that tends to just drive people away, right? That insecurity um, and really just build, you know, a, a superior self-love with yourself. And, and besides all that, it was just a really, really fun conversation. Um, so I hope you guys enjoy. Um, she, she's amazing. I really enjoyed the conversation. If you want to find her or know where she's at, um, like I said, it's at Nurse Coach Bry on Instagram. Um, but I'll put the, all that information in the episode details. Um, and, you know, I guess just to give you a little more, she's a coach, just like me. Um, she's also a nurse, as you can tell, Nurse Coach Bry. Um, she works with primarily women. Um, in this area of self-sabotage and she really works on kind of mindfulness, right? Kind of, you know, creating that new self-dialogue, right? <laughs> that new self-dialogue that's going to help you instead of prevent you from, you know, doing the amazing things in your intimate life that you, you want. Um, so with that, you know, I'll stop talking. I hope you enjoy the episode. Love y'all. Take care. Welcome to the podcast, Bri. I'm super, super excited to chat with you. And uh, for people that don't know Bri, um, she's, you're going to tell right away, she's got this peaceful, very calming tone to her. Um, and she's a very caring person because she's a nurse, um, but also a coach. So she's in this wellness space um, and she focuses on an awesome term that I think my audience, Bri, is going to love, um, <laughs> which is self-sabotage. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, Brian, just to give you kind of a, even a little bit of understanding of my audience so we can both like speak in terms of them, you know, we're talking about like nice guys. So we're both kind of like the nice guys who don't stand up for themselves, sort of the, right, like kind of setting the boundaries. So um, very excited to hear like your take on all this. Um, so just jumping right into it. Um, tell me a little bit about 
you and what you're doing um, and kind of what self-sabotage means to you. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Um, uh, where to start? <laughs> um, so yeah, I've been a nurse for six years now. Um, in the last year, I've transferred into the coaching space um, because I found in conventional medicine and then even in my own life, I wasn't able to get to the root cause of why symptoms or why things and themes kept happening. Um, and when you mention you work with like the nice guys, I think that very much transfers over to my female clients too, as they are people pleasers and perfectionists and overgivers. And I found my psych myself in the cycle of like, I was nursing and that was my full-time job to put everyone before myself and like, I'm not important. And then I easily did that in every relationship, every circumstance in my personal life too. Um, and yeah, it's this, it was this narrative of like, I care so much about everybody else. I'm going to put myself like lower and lower on the priority list. I'll check in with me later. And later just never came. I just got extremely burnt out and I just hit a wall and started that whole process of exploring like what's at the root of this and taking a real honest look in some personal responsibility that it it was a form of self-sabotage um because mm. to even admit that is like wait I'm doing this to myself like that's a hard pill to swallow <laughs> <laughs> 100% 100% so I, I heard you kind of say it's almost like at some point you had to take like accountability it sounds like for like because I see a theme all too often with myself too, very similar to you where like when I got into relationships, um, yeah, very much like the giver, but also like just loving, like my life was kind of just so revolving around love and giving that I just didn't really know how to set boundaries. So like, it was just some time where you're like accountability has to be to look at yourself, like how can I do a better job <laughs> of like asking from other people like my partners is that that's kind of a theme for you too totally yeah it's like this look of like what's what's the common denominator and all these things and it's it was me <laughs> or it, it's whoever's listening to this it's it's yourself and taking that that accountability for like these things aren't just happening to me and getting out of that victim mindset and being like okay why why am I showing up like this and that is so much of what I like to do to get to the root of like where you learned this stuff why why you're showing up this way um and beginning to really unpack that whole mindset piece right right so where what is like the one thing you see like like a common thing people self-sabotage like maybe like a specific area I mean obviously like maybe you're in the relationship space is that right like but it's also life right like they're self-sabotaging in other areas too so tell me like maybe right. what you're seeing a common theme in terms of like where people are mostly self-sabotaging <laughs> um like the behavior of self-sabotage or like yeah maybe more... like a, a theme where like they're, they're doing it in certain scenarios maybe or like you're, you're just finding like sort of a theme maybe it's maybe it's your experience like areas where you just like you'd always tear yourself down on this one area of your life maybe mm. it's relationships maybe it's more career maybe it's like that self-dialogue you have with yourself yeah. So what I think this is, this was my story and I see this like mirrored back to me and my clients a lot of like you, when every, when everyone you care about around you is like good and they're not necessarily needing your support or asking for it, 
your self-care is like you're checking all the boxes and you're doing all the things and then crisis or something will hit and you drop, you completely abandon yourself and you're like all in for whatever the current need is. Um, which makes me think of like how you brought up the, the boundary piece. Um, that's, that's a huge, huge thing to practice and to keep your word to. So that's just, it's like this extreme of like, if everyone else is good, then I'll check in with me. And, but if like shit kind of hits the fan and they're calling me and they need advice or support or something, well, like whatever, I'll put myself on the back burner. And that just, it doesn't allow you to live in that gray area. You're always in this black and white of like peaks and lows. So I've seen a lot of, of my clients come to me um, from that place. Um, what's also coming to mind is like the relationship piece. Um, I've had women come to me post breakup, um, just feeling like they've lost themselves. Like they've completely just become the fixer, the doer, the saver in like really abandoning themselves in that process. And then they get out of the relationship and they're like, who, who am I? What do I need? What do I like? And just really coming back to themselves. Mm, mm, that's, that's uh yeah, obviously if you're working with women or breakups, I'm, I'm working with a lot of men. And uh, the thing that comes to mind for my guys, and I almost, it's like time and time again, I'm like, you know, it, your lack of purpose, like is, is what is causing a lot. I would say, like, I always say, I just throw out random statistics. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm always like I'm always like it's got to be like 80% of like your issues with women and relationships for my guys are like they they're kind of like this confident you know like individual when they meet her and then women have this way this this like awesome beautiful feminine way of like kind of like it's not it's not I almost call it like magic you know when you're in love with a woman she kind of has a way to almost make you think like she's kind of your purpose now she's not trying to do that but mm. like a lot of guys get tricked into thinking like okay now I got to make sure she's like she's my girl now I got to make sure she's good you know like oh, and the girl yeah. and, and you're like the girl's like okay but you know make sure you're doing your thing you're working out and you're going to work <laughs> so it's like I see that all the time so maybe you're seeing are you seeing like kind of a similar way with women or is it a little bit different um with what you're seeing there yeah I mean I think it's like that classic like honeymoon phase type of a really like start of a relationship and that can that can just quickly become like your new lifestyle and completely revolving your life around that person mm. um and I don't I don't know if it's necessarily like a all in like right away or if it's like a slow trickle for some people that all of a sudden you're like at a certain point and you're like I'm not even doing anything for myself anymore I don't even know what I like to do anymore everything mm. is like focused on like we and there's no me in that mm. right <sighs> right yeah. yeah that's a that's powerful because it kind of happens almost like when you're not like obviously a lot of it is unconscious right that's why I know you're so big on meditation and, and a wellness practice in terms of that like a mental wellness practice and I am too because if you're not conscious of like these little moments that are happening, like if you live mm -hmm. with your, with your partner or you're just dating and you see them all the time, like so many things happen, like big mm -hmm. decisions, like little, like minute things and a communication flaw. And if you're not like aware of what's fully going on, you know, you might be just totally like letting all of your boundaries just fall. And a lot of times people don't like intentionally set boundaries. Um, sometimes there's just things we like, 
this is this is important to me please don't you know go past this right. or whatever but um yeah that that speaks to me when you say you know I, I I guess I think I can see from a lot of women's perspective how maybe if they're just really and like they just really love their man or their partner or whatever and they kind of just will let everything just kind of flow and mm-hmm. access none of their sort of like disciplines out of them where they're like I can't allow this so I'm sure you see that a lot with maybe your your big lovers your big heart women yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah and that and that's a, like I think that's a really important piece like it's it all comes from this like really caring and loving place. Like we're not intentionally like trying to abandon ourselves always. Um, <laughs> but like that, that's why we do it. Right. Cause we're so like in the magic, like you said, and it's like mm-hmm. fresh and new. Um, but like the, this person started dating you, like for you not to have like an exact like mirror against them reflecting mm-hmm. that. Um, and I don't know, I mean, it's a constant practice, like even just speaking, like from my own experience in the relationship I've been in for two years now, and we've recently moved in together. And like, that's like a constant, like, checking myself and like, am I, am I still in like the me and not the we, not the lim- <laughs> you know, like, it's just this constant, like, it really, it really is just like a constant evaluation and a practice, but mm. it, yeah like your your job like you're in the relationship but your job is still you you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so yeah. I take it you're not one of those people who's like like you're my whole like you complete <laughs> you know it's cute when I see those you know it's cute because I, I understand it's just like I love you type of like you see it on like Instagram and stuff and I'm like super cute you know like when they say you're my you complete me and all this stuff and I'm like some of it I'm kind of like well let's be careful you know like like because you said it's like we're still individuals coming together forming a relationship but we still have to have our individual like self you know because when I hear like you complete me or like you're my whole self like, I'm, like, I'm like oh it gives me like anxiety I'm like <laughs> yeah that too, I'm yeah that that language doesn't I don't know it just <laughs> as you're saying that I'm like thinking like oh codependency codependency I know, like here we go yeah and then like I'm assuming then that's kind of where, where your clients come and they like find you and need you because they're out of that now or starting to. And then they're like, how, how do I navigate this now that I had lost someone that I've had a part of my life or built my life around for X amount of time? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think for like men or women, like we're, we're, we have this theme here, right. Where you're kind of like letting go of all of your self needs um, the things that you care about, um, you're, you're maybe you're over-sacrificing a lot of time. I think what people do in relationships and they're not communicating when it's happening. They're just sacrificing the other person. Like we talk about this accountability thing, right? Like they don't know that you're sacrificing this or there. Cause you know, they're just, they're just like doing, you're doing things as a couple or whatever, whatever it is we're talking about, whatever mm. boundary is sort of like unknown. Right. Um, so it's super, yeah, it's super important that both individuals are like conscious and um, aware of, of things that are uncomfortable to them or they're loving it. So I guess that I want to ask you, um, where does meditation come in? Like, how do you, I know you do your own um, audio, right? Versions of meditation. And uh, so, yeah, tell me a little bit about that and how that incorporates. I'm super interested to hear about that. Yeah. So um, we spend a lot of 
time, obviously, like in our head and, and logicking everything. And I wasn't able to really drop into like, where, <clears throat> where did I learn these things and like how to show up until I got into my body. So a lot of that is like, <laughs> a lot of it is like the emotional piece. But before I even got there, I had to really go through some practice of like, looking at the first two relationships in our lives, being our parents and seeing like where I learned um, how to take care of myself and how to love myself and where did I learn how to love and show up for other people. And that comes from mom and dad, like at the root of it, because that's not to get to like so deep into it, but like from, <laughs> <laughs> from like seven years and seven years old and younger, like we're just sponges and we're just like absorbing everything. So a lot of these things that we've learned, we think that they're us and like, that's how we take care of ourselves. That's how we learn how to trust the world and show up for others. So at the start of me really exploring this, a lot of my meditation was like that inner child and going back to like where I learned these things. Um, and then from there, it was like creating safety in myself to feel what's coming up around that. And rather than throwing like anxiety or frustration or anger, like just really dropping into like, what are those sensations? Like, where do I feel that? Is it my throat feeling tight? Is it a pit in my stomach? Like really just dropping in and like allowing that to be felt and like, it's all just energy. So like, if we can just like drop in and like move that energy through, like, and create some space, um, there's, there's a lot of clarity and just like feeling <laughs> happens like in the body, not mm-hmm. in the head and not creating a story around it. Um, mm. So that's, that's a lot of what it looked like for me. And then now a lot of what I guide my clients through too. Mm, I love that because the reason I, I kind of like transition there is because it's like, we can talk all day about, you know, you got to set boundaries. You got to, you know, stand up for yourself, all this stuff. But if you don't know when it's happening, right? Like if you're not connected to yourself, there's no way you're going to stand a chance to help yourself like in the moments. Cause like, like you said, it's like, we meditate uh, for a lot of reasons. Um, but, mm-hmm. you know, in, in terms of why we're talking about, we meditate cause we want to be a better version of ourselves, but not even just that we want to show up better for the person, people who are in our lives. Right. Um, so I love that. Um, that's a big part of what you're doing because we can't really, we can't, it's like, like we said, we can't like, just, I got to coach you into just doing it. Right? Yeah. 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 That, that's, there's so much, like so much truth in that too. Cause even in like a session with somebody where we're talking and we're kind of going in the loop of like, I don't know, I don't know. And like, and I've often just like paused and been like, let's just like, stop talking (laughs) and like let's just like drop in like do some breath work because you do know and like you're you're either just like have it underneath the surface or it it's not in your awareness now or you're creating some story around it there's some block there right Mm -hmm. um so yeah that's that's just really I feel like meditation is just like uh an easy gateway to get like deep with someone and get to like the root of something um, Mm. without all the stories. So you'll do it uh, with a client, like on a call, you'll do a meditation with them or can you tell us a little bit about that? I'm very curious. And I think, uh, yeah, people listening who would want to know about you and some of my lady listeners. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Um, So I do 
I do hold like group meditations. That's kind of like an intuitive thing. I'll do it really around like the moon (laughs) and the the cycles and stuff like that. Um, And then if my client, if my clients um, in my group program are asking for it, I'll hold something. Um, But any coaching session, I start with mindfulness. So on my group calls, or if you're on like a one-on-one with me, I always start with some like mindfulness um, and some breath work, because I think wherever you're, you're hopping in on the call, it's, it's always valuable to just like really ground in and just like pause and kind of let everything else go Mm. for, for now, at least. Mm. So give them kind of that. Yeah. I think that's great. Not only just because like, so they can show up on that call (laughs) with with a better presence of mind, (laughs) but also just showing them what they can be doing, you know, because I I think, uh, you know, what I've come to believe about meditation and spirituality is like, it's an ongoing you know, process. You want to take it with you into your day, right? You don't want it to just be, I'm going to go meditate now. And <laughs> when I'm out of meditation, I'll go crazy again. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm, I love that you brought that up. Um, Cause that's, that's something that I speak about a lot. Like this, this peace and this presence that you feel now, like this is always accessible. And maybe I'm guiding you through this practice of like identifying the sensations in your body, but you can also pause in the minute before you're about to freak out at your partner or whoever and be like what what am I actually like feeling here like without the stories like what's what's going on in my body here like you can do it takes a second like you can do that um and I guess that's not I guess but that's the whole point of meditation right like you said not to just leave it at the mat or like at the yoga class or whatever but to have it actually shift how you show up in life that has to happen, right? Because like we, like we said, if, if people are going to be more successful in the relationships, it's like, I, I mean, I don't know how there's couples out there that I don't think either of them meditate. And I, I'm like, how do you guys like flow? And like, you know, like I just, I have to do like, sometimes I do like two meditations a day, sometimes more, you know, sometimes I need like a pep talk or something in some sense um depends i think simple's lives a little bit crazier than others <laughs> some, <laughs> some people are mounting more pressure on themselves than others right um so i think you know because i've been trying to ram the meditation thing um into my clients too and, and hearing you talk about how you're doing that it's like maybe i want to kind of introduce that too is kind of giving them um just showing them right like yeah because i think there's this weird thing i think meditation is definitely becoming more and more accepted um and practice I, I think like definitely right I mean just oh, it seems sure. like it's all over social media right now which is great um but I, yeah I'm wondering how many people are still really like embodying it um mm. and taking it on and I think a big thing too is like like having like a spiritual teacher um you know I'm not saying you gotta pay you know thousands of dollars to have a specific person but um I mean I think it could really help though. <laughs> Cause like a lot of people, yeah. they'll, they'll just pick up those apps. And um, the, I guess the apps what I'm referring to is there's like a few where they're, they're great. They're better than nothing, right. To get started, to get, Oh yeah. Try it and learn it. Um, I think it's something helpful about, I don't know about you, but about having a consistent voice um, that you trust and you actually kind of like have this connection to connected, that's yeah. walking you through. I don't know what your thoughts are on that, but what you've, what you've seen. <laughs> Yeah, I I'm like torn. It depends. I like yeah. to listen to like guided things if it's like someone's going to tell me how to breathe, something like that. Um, but when I think back to like two years ago, like I was on Insight Timer and I was like 
bookmarking things like based off of my mood, based off mm. of like what I was feeling. Um, and I, and that's, that's so valuable. And then eventually I got off of like the guided things and I was just like, let me just see if I can set a timer for 10 minutes and like, just be quiet and like, see what the silence brings, which can be scary sometimes, but, <laughs> um, but yeah, I think there's, there's a ton of resources and a ton of ways that make it really accessible and, um, like for whatever level you're at. Mm-hmm. Um, and when, when I heard you talking about like bringing it to your clients and kind of encouraging that more, um, it just brought to mind for me, like there's, there's different ways to like practice being because the point of meditation is to be present right like to be present Mm -hmm. and like whatever is coming up in your head like not react to it and a lot of my clients will do that like when they like go for a walk or if um they're like just shutting the radio off in the car and like just having that silence um Mm. or coming back to presence and like um really grounding in like the five senses and like what can you hear smell taste touch see yeah and like just like naming each of those senses like just like whatever helps you like become like back in the present moment like where your Mm. feet are um and out of like whatever's going on in your head it doesn't necessarily mean you have to like sit cross-legged on a yoga mat for 15 minutes (laughs) and like you know like there's different ways where you can bring that in um and that's a lot of like trial and error of like what you feel like works for you that's really just how I've come up with like these few different things um just of what's worked and what's not one thousand percent yeah so I guess like taking from what you're saying like I think if you're just starting out sure maybe you want like to start out with someone who's going to guide you like this is how you do it that's how I did I think it helped me a lot um because I hear some people who they couldn't really get a meditation routine to stick um Mm. in their lives and I feel for them because I'm like it can be kind of like I'm lucky I found who I found who was like who's been kind of my guidance for a while now um but if if you haven't you know sitting there like you said for 10 minutes even for someone who's been meditating for years just just take 10 minutes of silence sometimes with just just the timer with no voice um can sometimes even be just like I don't really want to do that you know like (laughs) yeah Yeah. like you know it feels less guided it's not guided Um, but I've used insight timer too so shout out to insight timer for anyone (laughs) who's listening and they're like they're finally convinced they're going to meditate now (laughs) because take it from both of us right like in relationships and friendships everything in life it's not just intimate relationships you know meditation and Mm -hmm. having like a groundedness um to you is going to help you show up you know so much better so like you said Bri, like even if it's just in the car like maybe if you're a little bit clouded that's usually when I meditate like if there's just too much noise maybe just maybe just turn off the music maybe just take a nice little solo drive with just just listening to the nature on the outside um I think that would be that would do a lot of people a lot of good I think (laughs) yeah yeah absolutely Um, and I feel like those ways can sometimes be a good stepping stone. If you're like, I'm not going to sit for 10 minutes, but like, sure, I'll shut the radio off in my car for my Mm. 10 minute commute or whatever. Um, because I, I hear that a lot, like shit, now I'm finally like quiet and still, and like, there's a lot of noise up there (laughs) and I don't know what to do with it. Right. Yeah. Well, that's what that's what's so amazing about meditation is like I don't know about you I'm, I'm sure you feel this way is um you you feel like your own inner intuition 
is unfolding, right? Um, and I think that's what we're all trying to understand. So people who are like, I guess are very logical guys, right? Very logical people. Mm. This is what they need to hear. Cause they need to know why, why am I going to meditate? Right. I need, I need like a rationale, right? Yeah. <laughs> They're not really like a flowy type of person. Um, here's your rationale, right? Discovering your, your inner intuition, like your answers, basically. I know that's kind of like a lot of spiritual people might be like using the word answers and solving problems from a meditation might be a little bit aggressive, but I mean, to be honest, like when I do it, um, and I, I come in with a positive intention into my meditation session. Like a lot of times I come out with maybe not always just answers, but just a feeling and intuition, like of a direction that I need mm. to go. Um, and that is what our, our logical folks who are, <laughs> that is what you're, obviously we don't like to bribe people to meditate with, <laughs> with, with this is what you're going to get. Imagine if, if spiritual coaches, they sold their courses using this kind of stuff. You'll, you'll crush your business 100K in 10 days with my meditation course. <laughs> I hate to say it, but I'm sure there's somebody else. Oh, I bet you there is. I bet you there is. Oh, Sign me man. Up. <laughs> yeah, right? Give it oh, a try. man. What a promise. <laughs> so, I guess just to bring it like our conversation up to date, um, you know, starting out with like self sabotage and boundaries and accountability, right? Um, and we're, we're now we're like, okay, here's meditation as. Um, one option, um, a big option um, for you. Is there anything else outside of meditation, mm-hmm. breath work that you're, um, I guess, currently coaching, teaching, or bringing about that sticks to mind to you? I know, like, just being in nature too is a um, a great one. Yeah, um, I want to say this one piece before I forget. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then we'll and then I'll answer. Um, just as you were talking about, like, the intuitive and like the mm-hmm. logical. Um, I think that's what, what it seems like you're really speaking to is like this balance of masculine and feminine Mm -hmm. that like, no matter what sex you are, what you identify as, like, that's all within us. And like, even like in the females, like we have this masculine doing, 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 but like, we're more inclined or maybe more easily accessible to this feminine and this flow and this intuitive thing. Um, And that's, like it's also on the opposite end for the guys like yeah you're maybe more in the doing and like the why and the the Mm -hmm. strategy but also like there's so much available in that feminine energy for you too so Mm -hmm. I don't know I know we've talked about the spiritual space um in in times prior and I just think that that's like an important I don't know it's an important balance to find Mm -hmm. in both of those yeah, and you just brought up like a funny example I always use um, for like some of my older guys I work with who are like, you know, they're in their 40s or married or divorced or whatever. They're older and they're kind of this old school approach. And I always, I think this always kind of resonates with them. Um, it's like we all kind of like know of like this image. We've seen it like in a movie where a couple gets in a fight and the, the man is like, I'm out of here, right? So he leaves um, and he goes like, he needs to clear his head, right? So he goes like work on his car right or something like that there's always like this image of like a man who leaves and he's just working on his car and he's like the woman's like are we ever gonna talk right <laughs> he's just like he's just like fixing his car and he's like i can't you know he's like i'm, I'm thinking about it you know I, I, I always find it so funny because like that is almost like his version of like a meditation right like a lot of mm. guys who like you know that you know the masculine is always seeking freedom right and the feminine is, is searching for love and obviously they come together we all have masculine feminine energy both in all of us um but i always find that to be 
Um, just a super fun example for guys like to understand, like really when you go fix that car, like you're just trying to figure shit out. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's so to, true. They might be able to do it a little bit faster if they just sat with complete silence. Because <laughs> it's a discipline for sure. Like yeah. meditation is, it's a discipline, you know, like we, like we have to decide we're going to do it, right? We have to choose, like, I'm going to sit here for 10 minutes. It's a grounded practice you know mm. um whereas if someone's more kind of like a chaotic like they just don't like to plan things right or i mean you can sit down and meditate it's not that hard but some, some people i guess might look at it as like an obstacle for sure yeah yeah and i guess mm-hmm. that's like all in perception of like i think that's just like a bigger bigger question of like well why, why are you doing it because like you just heard this podcast and they said it's a good idea or <laughs> Are you doing it because like you want to show up differently in your life and like all these other um, areas or whatnot and Mm -hmm. letting that, even if it is an obstacle, just grounding in like that, why you're doing it. Right. Right. So what would you say to someone who is like currently, I guess we use intimate relationship as a situation where they're resonating with this, um, especially the beginning where we talked about like they're self-sabotaging and maybe they're not setting boundaries. Um, what would be kind of like just your advice or like how you would take them down a road of like mm. how we can sort of, cause it's hard, right? When you're in a relationship, like you're tasked with a very difficult challenge. You have to like, now you have to all of a sudden communicate like after maybe you haven't been doing that before. So now it's like this new pattern. So I'm curious, like how you would go about that with someone who's maybe going through something like that right now. Yeah. So I, I think that circles back kind of to where we started and like getting to the root of why you're doing these things. Um, because we're not always intentionally like letting our boundaries get taken down or abandoning ourselves or putting everybody before ourselves. Um, it's usually we learned that at some point to like meet a need or feel safe. So like, do you not have any boundaries because you're scared that if you say no to people, they'll reject you? Did Mm. you see nobody have boundaries growing up and that's just what you were modeled? Are you always putting everybody before yourself because you, you're scared you'll, again, you'll lose those relationships. You want to be accepted. You want to be loved. Usually it's like one of those things you're, you want to be accepted. You want to be loved and you want to feel safe. Mm -hmm. And if that means like, putting yourself a little bit lower on that priority list to make sure you're getting that from other people. That's, that's what I see a lot. Um, This Mm. fear of like, they're going to leave me. They're not going to love me. I'm going to grow old and die alone. And you know, you can just go down this like rabbit Mm -hmm. hole of like, well, that's why I'll never say no to anybody. And that's why I abandon myself. Or if we go back to like, again, those early relationships, Um, from such a young age if you didn't have one of those parents presence there's probably a deep deep fear of abandonment there like those were the first people that were supposed to be there for you and they weren't so now if you all of a sudden Mm. have someone there you're going to cling to them and if that means abandoning yourself so they don't abandon you of course Mm. um which is I I know I just kind of like rambled off a lot of stuff but that's heavy stuff like that's (laughs) that's that's deep work. And that's like a lot of untangling, um, Mm -hmm. of beliefs and stuff. And, and a lot of that is subconscious. So a lot of my like groundwork with clients is doing just that, like where, 
how are you showing up? And like, what are we trying to, again, it usually comes down to like acceptance, love, um, and safety. And like it, what, how are you showing up to kind of meet that need? Um, and that, that can be the self-sabotaging ways that's really actually holding you back where you're subconsciously thinking you're meeting a need and really untangling that, um, identifying a lot of the limiting beliefs that are associated Mm -hmm. with that and really creating a a self-care practice that is like you meeting yourself every day and Mm. whatever, like I'm really making that individualized because not everybody is like, I'm going to sit and meditate for 10 minutes and then, you know, we kind of plan and make it fit to them. Um, and a lot of, a lot of mindset stuff, a lot of affirmations, a lot of really like reprogramming of what we've been conditioned to for so long. Um, and once we, once we kind of identify the root of things, we begin like having a relationship with ourselves and reprogramming all the other relationships, jobs, dynamics, all those other pieces, you have this clarity now. Cause you're like, Oh, okay. Now I've kind of like done all that shit and kind of got it out of the way of like what I don't want, what's not working. Um, and now like, I know what I need and I know what boundaries I need to set. And I know what I want in a relationship and I know what I would love to do for a career. And like all that other clarity comes mm. after those. Mm, so much good meat there. <laughs> Deep breath. <laughs> I know, I just kind of went off. <laughs> no, you crushed it. There, you hit pretty much everything, uh, almost every plausible, like self sabotage, like micro, <laughs> like tree. If it's self sabotage tree, <laughs> that might be a good uh, piece of content for you. <laughs> I know, you're giving me, I just got like a nice visual there. A self sabotage tree. Because um, you know, it's funny, like you have a very similar um, almost like process and, and clientele, like what they're dealing with. Um, I love that. And it's, it's just, I resonate so highly. I think my word almost is like insecurity. Um, you know, cause I mean, insecurity is a lot of those things, right. Um, the root could be an insecurity for a lot of people, right. Like I know it was for me. Um, and if it resonates with people listening, like the insecurity of just like, you know, well, one, you don't have, you don't have like the purpose. Um, so your whole being is this person. I always tell guys that it's like, your purpose is loving her, which is scary because (laughs) most women are more feminine most times and and they're actually coming from that way. Um, But we, a lot of us are purpose-driven individuals. I know we're purpose-driven individuals, um, but it's, it's when guys are like, Oh man, so lost in love with a woman. And she's, and she's like, what happened to you? (laughs) You know, like, like when I met you, you know, you were like, you were hanging out with your friends, you were, you know, you were, you're doing your workouts, you were loving your job. And all of a sudden now I'm like, you're blowing me up when I'm out with my friends. Like, what's going on? Yeah. You know, it's like this transition. Um, that I think a lot of people get um, a little bit twisted in their intimate life is like, just cause you come together in a relationship doesn't mean, um, it's time to, you know, stop doing all these other things you've been doing. Right. It just, it makes it a little bit trickier. You gotta find a, a good balance, but um, no, you mentioned a lot of amazing things. Um, I think, you know, values to like having mm-hmm. a value structure. Is that something you talk about? Like almost like a value structure because yeah. Yeah. Interesting. I, 
not until like a week ago <laughs> oh really <laughs> not, cool. not that like it wasn't I guess maybe it was happening but I didn't like use that language but a lot of we were just trying to get really clear on like what what this client of mine wants in a future relationship and a lot mm. of like envisioning that and she was it's easy to say a lot of like what you don't want you know like it, mm. it was like this yeah. form and I had her go through it and she's like and I was like, write down your goal. And she was like, well, I don't want blah, blah, blah. And I was like, well, no, 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 no. Like, let's change the, like, let's talk as is of what you do want. And she was really struggling to like, let go of that not language. Mm. So we had the conversation of like, well, what do you, what do you value? What are, what are some like core values to you? And like, how do we build off of that? Mm. Um, so yeah, it's just interesting that you, you brought that up because it, it's something, you know, you get constant feedback in your practice. So it's definitely something I'll, I'll put more into like the forefront um, mm. going forward. Cause I think that's, I don't know. Do you see that at all? Like a lot of like, when you try to get them to like big picture vision, it's a lot of like, well, I know like all this stuff happened before and I don't want anything like that. So this is everything I don't want. And it's like, <laughs> well now what's left. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think it's, I think it's time for those people to look at, yeah, look at what they do want with a little more of a clearer lens. It sounds like too, some of it is like they haven't, they're not, they're in the process of letting go that past too, which is an issue, mm. um, like letting go. Um, and for me, it's like accountability. Like I'm, I'm so big on accountability. So that speaking of values, like that's my biggest value. Like, I just think almost nothing can work in life without accountability. Um, especially relationships, right? Like if you're with someone who can't admit to their, if they do something wrong, it's like a nightmare. It's like, it's like, oh gosh. It's yeah. like come on, dude. <laughs> yeah. So that's a big one. But I think, you know, um, I, I do see it a little bit. I know me personally, I think if you have enough experience in your intimate life, so speaking to our self-sabotagers and our nice guys, like once you've built enough experience um, in relationships and dating, like it is time to like, really pay attention like really be my theme for 2021 is being conscious um and intentional um about who you're seeing and like who you're bringing in your life you know um I, i've been saying lately to guys like once you're good with, with women and you know how to date and court them and do, do all that fun stuff like it's time to really just like because there's a lot of you know a lot of people in that net space are just like i go on three dates a week like i'm doing it <laughs> like they're crushing it i'm like i'm like i get it but like once you've kind of done with that lifestyle, like you got to kind of figure out like what's really for you because you can't tell me there's honestly three women a week that are all fitting your, you know, our value structure and our alignment and like who you could really be with. Um, so I think, I think that's an important thing for self-sabotagers and for nice guys is like, you got to start to figure out that value structure because the sooner you do, um, the less likely you'll, get in relationships with people like you'll go through the whole honeymoon phase and then after the honeymoon phase is over you're like who am I dating <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah totally it's like the values can almost be like a filter for you as you're going through that like do do these align and it's not mm -hmm. like making someone right or wrong it's just like if you value a thing and they don't like we're all in different spots and like mm. that that's your answer there rather than abandoning those values and not even having that clarity and then you're so far into the relationship and you're like how do I how do I try to speak these now or how do I navigate my way out of this now yeah I, there's uh <laughs> there's a lot I've made the mistake that's why I speak on it and I know a lot of people who who do and um 
it's interesting because sometimes you don't know what a value is until like it hits you in the face you know what I mean sometimes I think like you yeah. just haven't seen it before um so th there's a lot of things to think about there um, for people who aren't as experienced as dating a relationship it's not really to be honest it's hard like you're not really going to have an idea yet you do kind of have to learn trial by by fire <laughs> oh yeah yeah <laughs> totally yeah and and I've been there too like I've been there a few weeks ago like it's just like <laughs> yeah. a constant like and it's it's a constant of like whoever your partner is like are they uh -huh. willing to sit there and have that communication with you mm -hmm. um and me and I don't know if any other females relate like I gotta talk every like we gotta talk we gotta sit down like <laughs> I have to like physically get this out of me like there's a conversation that needs to happen um but like having the person that's willing to kind of sit there in in that with you and be mm -hmm. like are, like yeah like we're doing this like let's let's navigate it because I don't know communication is just so huge and coming into that with the clarity um mm -hmm. yeah it's just it's making me think of like how how did some of my work I do too is like navigating those vulnerable conversations mm -hmm. um because you can come at it from such different there's a way to come at it that's that opens the communication and then there's a way to come at it that the other person just feels mm -hmm. like attacked almost and it just shuts the whole thing down Mm -hmm. Yeah, that takes a lot of uh, grounded, centered energy to have like a truly successful conversation around something that's sensitive. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. And that's, I guess that speaks, like, again, kind of full circle of like, me needing to have or just anybody needing to have that groundedness within yourself so when you show up in that conversation you're showing up with like clear intentions and almost like a roadmap of like where you want this to go mm. yeah i think that's uh that's that's important i like that having like a, a roadmap of, of how i want this conversation to look like that's uh that's beautiful and i think that's really hard for a lot of nice guys sabotagers to even think about how they could do that at least if they're in that moment right now because they're like oh i can't even speak up for myself as it is <laughs> mm. you know what i mean like um but all the things we've kind of talked about um are what are going to help you i guess get there i'm hoping right um in terms of just kind of having the courage at times like literally sometimes it's just being courageous I, like there's sometimes there's really no piece of advice or um, like if someone's listening to this right now and they're, they're listening, they're like, but it's still hard, right? <laughs> it's like, well, at the end of the day, the, the thing you have to just embody the most is courage, like to yeah. talk on that thing you're scared about, like, cause you maybe you love the person just so much. Right. And you just, if I say this to them, right, they're going to be mad or they're going to, maybe they won't, you know, <laughs> they won't be mad. Maybe you just haven't been speaking up and you're just so worried that you're going to upset this person. Um, mm -hmm. There's a lot that goes around that, um, but I'm sure you see that a lot um, too. Yeah. Yeah, totally. There's a lot, again, it like speaks to like the story we can create of like already thinking that we're going to be rejected if we speak our feelings and all this. Um, and like, anytime I'm gonna go like be vulnerable like I still like my palms still get sweaty my heart still like that's just kind of like if you can take that as like mm -hmm. oh that means I'm I'm kind of on the right track I'm speaking up for myself this is normal and kind of every time after I speak up for myself whatever the outcome is like like give yourself credit for doing that like you're mm -hmm. you're speaking um and taking a stand for you um and maybe just like if anybody's listening and kind of like well what does 
what what does that conversation even start or look like um just a couple things i like to share with my clients is like speaking as the observer and then speaking of like how what you observe how how that created a feeling for you because a lot of it i think we can come at it like you did this thing and it made me feel this way and it's mm-hmm. like no one can make you feel a way and then all of a sudden they're like in the defense mode mm-hmm. um wait say that again no one can make you feel this way yeah no one can make you feel a way right like they can do a thing and then it creates like a feeling for you but like they they're not making you feel a way and Ooh, if you a lot of people listening right now are like <laughs> what <laughs> but he did that to me (laughs) yeah I know I know it's like a it's a hard like pill a hard conversation yeah Yeah. because it's easier right to be like you did this thing and you made me feel this way like I'm the victim you did this to me um but that usually doesn't get us anywhere either like now the other person's like walls up like you're gonna come at me like that it's it's really not gonna get you anywhere um you just struck gold (laughs) yeah I know I I like already I'm thinking about what I want to say next but I'm like I I just want to like let that sit (laughs) but um and I and I speak that from like doing that same exact thing um we're always speaking from experience aren't we (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. um but like I've, I've noticed if I can if I can speak of like hey like just to put it in like a like a real world, like just something tangible, like, hey, I noticed you're scrolling on your phone when we're sitting down for dinner. And mm-hmm. it makes me feel like you don't want to spend any time with me and you don't value our time together. That feels a lot different than like, why are you always on your phone? Like, why don't you want to spend time with me when we're eating dinner? You know? <laughs> <laughs> then they're just like well I'm just gonna go over here and play on my phone because <laughs> yeah. you're scary <laughs> right right so it's just like that that like oh you're just observing a thing and then you're sharing with them what you saw and like what that created for you mm-hmm. and then they can do what they want with it but it's a lot more open than like you did this thing and made me feel this way right right yeah you struck on like a few things that are just super like I think they're spot on I mean you struck gold there about um just saying things that well first of all you're not coming from like a grounded like centered place right we're going back to the meditation of wait remind me what, what was the gold you said it was uh oh you, you made me feel you made me feel a certain way I almost forgot the gold <laughs> that's ridiculous but it it it's so true. I think like a lot, of, unfortunately, a lot of relationships that don't reach like where they want to go, like the, mm. the relationships that are like, um, you know, one step forward, two steps back type of relationships. I don't know if people who've been in that relationship, people who are listening, they're like, <laughs> it's <laughs> like, great. And then we're like back to square. Yeah, one. There's the fight and then it's boom. We're right back to square one. And uh, I think that is when we talk about accountability like like you said like you just you have to take ownership of your space like your universe like your spectrum mm. it, it can't just be that this per like people who are there's so many people out there that don't understand this that's why when you said it I was like it's kind of offensive because <laughs> 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 there's so many people who don't understand that 
uh, and they're, they're coming from this, it's, they don't realize it, unfortunately. I'm sorry, people who maybe are like this, but you don't realize how selfish you're actually being to even like believe that someone controls your feelings. Like someone mm. is responsible for making you feel certain ways. It's just not, sure, like someone can hurt your feelings. Um, like when someone pokes fun at you and it's, <laughs> there's like lots of things that can happen. I, I get it. Um, but like at some point we like, we want to kind of grow out of that. Like, like, I guess you can call it like when we're younger, right? If you get bullied or you get made fun of, like, it's really easy. And then you get older, you kind of understand how to position yourself so that it's not like a big deal. You learn how to laugh at yourself. You know, you learn how to like, like, I guess, uncover some of those insecurities that maybe were triggered and put out mm. into the world's view. Um, I don't know if there's that one quote that's ultra triggering if people hear it, but it's like, um, your feelings aren't like, just cause I hurt your feelings doesn't mean, <laughs> it's, like, it's kind of like, that one's kind of wild, but it's, I mean, it's, it's true though. Like in relationships, like if you come from that place, you're going to get hurt a lot. Like that's the point, right? Like you're going to get hurt a lot. If that's how you're, that's how you think of things. Yeah. You're going to get hurt a lot. And so I want people who are listening um, to kind of look at it as like, there is another option. <laughs> there's, yeah. there's like another way of, of approaching um, conversations and um, learning that it's not always the other person that's like creating these feelings, right? I mean, sometimes people do direct things, <laughs> but a lot of the times there are things where it's like, well, the person is just, we love them and they, they kind of just, they are who they are. Mm -hmm. and you like have been dating them for a while <laughs> and like you've been right. putting up with this <laughs> yeah yeah and there's yeah I think it's like all speaking to that accountability mm -hmm. that personal responsibility and like why why is that triggering so much like mm -hmm. often I say I'm sure you've heard this but like our triggers are our teachers mm -hmm. like why is that triggering you so much what yeah. what what's underneath that like what's mm -hmm. really going on because this one event or this one sentence from this one person did it really set you off like that that one time is really why it's like blown up to this or created so much tension and uncomfortable and all these feelings like mm -hmm. there's there's got to be something more underneath that mm, I love but, that I if people can understand that like that it's <laughs> like your trigger is like a rock you just have to lift it up yeah, it still sucks. Doesn't mean you're like better all of a sudden, but you can like yeah. look, you can dig under and you can be like, oh, that really like got to me because this past week I ate like two big pizzas and I'm, I'm, I'm like, I gained like maybe three or five pounds. <laughs> so, you know, that, that diet uh, post that that fitness influencer put out, like I commented really mean thing back. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like who does this take it a step back and be like, who cares? You know, like that's a big part of it I think for our, yeah. our sabotagers and our nice guys is just being like comfortable with who you are I mean obviously we have to make some changes and we gotta um improve a little bit in some areas but um sometimes a lot <laughs> but, yeah but, but like it's also like the present moment right that's the weird mm -hmm. thing about spirituality and we could probably go on for for hours on this so we'll be, we'll be careful not to but it's like and the present moment teaches you that you're perfect the way you are right now um, right like you're you are who you are right now and you're, you're growing and all this great stuff um so it's like but then there's this other side where it's like but I have all these problems so it's, <laughs> so it's like this yeah. balance it's yeah. definitely this balance 
Uh, yeah, that's, that's something that's like a constant, like back and forth. I think just an entrepreneurial world of like, oh, I'm yeah. here now, but like, there's like all these other things and all this, but it, it just takes, yeah, I feel like we keep saying this, but like, it's a lot of ownership and also just like not beating yourself up over it. <laughs> you know, like if you, if you do have that trigger and that freak out, like just really meeting yourself with like curiosity, but just being like compassionate because we're not intentionally, like if we're sabotaging in a way, it's, it's usually something that happened before um, that, that we found, I don't know, a lot of like undeserving or unworthiness is coming to mind. So like if we're sabotaging the relationships we're in now, like at some point we believed that we weren't worthy of something more or deserving mm-hmm. of something more. So we're, we're create, like we're quite literally mm-hmm. creating that evidence for that belief. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And, and one last thing too, that I just thought of um, <laughs> that I think sabotagers and nice guys do is they say sorry for things that they didn't even do wrong (laughs) (laughs) because that's the avoidance of the I I put out a post that a lot of people resonated with and it was like yeah because they're afraid of the confrontation that's involved like so I'll just say sorry right I'll say Mm. sorry you know and we'll just get past this we'll just you know put this under the rug and she'll be cool with me because I said sorry and it's like they don't realize they're actually just perpetuating the problem and they're, they're building this huge mound of shit. <laughs> oh gosh. Yeah. That's such a good point because it's just allowing us to hide. Right. Like and the other person thinks they're, they're doing amazing. You're, you're doing mm-hmm. them a disservice because they're, they're, what's happening is like, they're doing some, some stupid shit. Like they're just not, whatever they're doing, they're not within your relationship, sort of like whatever ground rules you have for your relationship, whatever it looks like. Um, they're not behaving within that or whatever's going on, right? right? Um, and then you're just saying, ah, oh, it's okay, you know, whatever. It's sorry, sorry, I did that or whatever. And it's like they, you didn't do anything wrong, like, right? Like, but I'll I can say you... sorry, and I can like avoid like speaking my needs or my feelings or what yeah. came up for me in that. And here's again, what... it's telling the other person it's okay. Exactly. And here's what I why I thought of that because I did a podcast episode where this is so funny, like um she she like basically goes through his phone and it's the perfect that is like phones right and like that's a boundary for most people like you do not go through someone's phone right like yeah it's for me that's a huge privacy thing like you just don't go through my stuff like you know like that's that's big but it was so funny um she goes through his phone and the, she keeps going and telling how she went through her phone what she found and all this stuff and I'm like sitting there like the only person I'm in this is a Reddit uh, dating advice column. And I, I go on there and I, I review it and I like, I go through their things and no one in the whole thing was talking about how she just like took his phone and like read all of this stuff. like just went through everything. And I was like, first of all, like <laughs> the only one like, so everyone's focusing on what she found. Exactly. And I'm like, sure. Like, okay. If someone's cheating and you find that, sure. You got the jackpot, you know, you got it. Okay. Right. Like you got, you got the jackpot, <laughs> but like my thing, I'm like looking through someone's phone. Cause this is a perfect example of someone who might apologize. Cause what happened was she did all that and she starts this fight with him and he goes on the defensive. So this is like the sabotage or this is the nice guy who he doesn't realize that was a moment where he was supposed to stand up for himself and be like, wait, hold on. You did what? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you did what? Like you looked through my phone, right? Like people will trick you, you know, into thinking like you 
did all this wrong stuff. Um, obviously, like we said, cheating is like, if, if you cheat, like, like right. it's like the one thing that you could do that's like, well, you cheated, so you're out. But <laughs> Yeah, but, yeah, definitely. And what keep, like, what's coming to mind is like, what, what was happening for her to mm-hmm. have that distrust, to even have that urge, you know, like, what, like, to zoom out and like, look at the bigger picture, like, mm-hmm if you're having a distrust or like an uneasy feeling that you feel like you need to start like snooping around, I feel like that's. Gotta have a conversation here with yeah. the partner. You know, that's, see, that's the problem is like, yeah, it, it, so many people get that, they get it so wrong. Like, it's like mm. that should have been a conversation. Like, cause my rule on, since I've, been, I've had it happen to me, and I've done it to someone in my younger, immature years. I'm not proud to admit it, oh, everybody. Yeah, me too. Um, you know what I mean? But like, and every time you're snooping, you usually find things you don't want to find. That's why you that, start snooping, right? That's the rule. I said, if you if you snoop, you better be prepared for either a huge fight or the relationship ending. Like that's literally the two solutions because nothing will good happen to it. And typically, what happens is you snoop, and you don't even really find anything. But since you our destiny you want to find something you're going to find something you're going to take it so out of context that it's, like it's going to be like some coworker they got like a project to do and you're like you were texting this person <laughs> it's, like, yeah. it's like yeah that's my boss <laughs> we're talking about the project <laughs> <laughs> it's it's like people are oh that's it, a big <sighs> one for me is uh like that's a moment where you your boundary is crossed and and you could have sabotaged yourself like this guy did. He, he basically was like, I'm so sorry, babe. Like, like all this. I mean, you know, obviously you guys don't know what he did wrong. So you're like, well, what did he do? Yeah. <laughs> but it was like, it was nothing. It really wasn't anything that big. But since he went so defensive, right? He's like, I'm so sorry, all this stuff. And then she goes away, you know, like, I need my space now. And it's like, that's, it's kind of a version of sabotaging. It's a lot more like nice guy. Like, like he's, he's just saying sorry. And he's mm-hmm. not he's not really going to see this thing out with strength, right? And courage, like, you know, like, Hey, I don't appreciate you looking through my phone when I went in the shower for five minutes and you're looking through all my stuff, like, yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, that's a moment right there. Mm. That's a moment. Yeah. And a common <laughs> one, a common one. Yeah, I feel like it's super common. <sighs> so people, I hope people could, uh, take everything we've uh, we've talked about today I know I kind of went on a, a rant regarding this phone thing but it's like it's a specific example uh, mm. of a moment um, but I guess to, to kind of like just finish it off slash recap right um, what would be like one one like I guess like a courage inspiration you could give to someone who maybe is in a struggle right now with this very sort of issue with self-sabotage like what would be kind of like one thing you'd say to them someone struggling with self-sabotage yeah if you could only just give them the courage and the the juice to to get through it (laughs) oh man um i think choosing wisely (laughs) (laughs) because i i feel like i could just kind of go off but um i don't know what just like keeps coming what keeps coming up and like what we've talked about so much is this personal responsibility and this accountability Mm. piece. So I think when we're in, I think when we're in the self-sabotage, we don't have the awareness that it really, like Mm -hmm. when I was in it, I didn't, I was labeling as like people pleaser and perfectionist and I give Mm -hmm. so much. 
So I think people feel sorry for you, maybe a little bit energy. Yeah, yeah. So I think it's like just empowering to like take your power back a little mm. bit and see even if the self-sabotage feels like that's not the language or that's not where I'm at, um, you're, you're listening to this for, because you're, something feels not right, or you're looking for something of more support. So like, how mm-hmm. can you, how can you take a little responsibility there? If you're in this, like this mm-hmm. keeps happening to me, or I keep finding myself in this theme. What is your role there? Mm, I love that. Take your power back. That's what we're, <laughs> that's what we're like, we're going with right there. I really like that. Cause I think that motivation kind of like that courage statement. Cause like we said earlier, right. It's like a lot of the stuff we can talk about be great, but if you don't have the courage to actually go out and put it mm. into place, <laughs> like you won't see the results. So um, totally. thank you, Bri. Um, real quick um, shout out where people can find you, your IG. Yeah. Other cool stuff. <laughs> um, I hang out on Instagram. So you can find me at nurse coach Bry B R Y. Um, and yeah, just, hit me up, get in the DMs. I love to connect with people there. Um, that's, that's really where I hang out nowadays. So nurse coach Bry on Instagram. Nurse coach Bry. I love it. I love it. Stick around for a second. I'll, I'll stop the recording. We can chat. <laughs> All right.